everyone. Welcome back to Bad on Paper Podcast. I'm Grace Atwood. And I'm Becca Freeman. And we have my dream guest today. I'm so excited. It's Cindy Crawford. Can't wait. We're so excited. But before we get into today's episode, this episode is sponsored by Sarah Flint. So this is so exciting for me as Sarah's shoes are my absolute favorite. Between her flats, her pumps, her boots, and sandals, I have eight pairs. So we're going to tell you more, but if you go to sarahflint.com, you can get $45 off of your first pair with code BOP45. Let's talk about highs and lows before we get to Cindy. Yeah, yeah, let's do it. What's Back- your What's your high? Um, I had such a good weekend. So we got back Friday afternoon from Atlanta, well, not from Atlanta, from DC and Philly. And I was very tired, but I had two big highlights. The first was that I discovered Orange Theory, and I've been DMing back and forth with so many of you guys, but it is wonderful. It's exactly what I've been looking for. Like I, so I've been looking, I need like a good ass kicking like two to three times a week. I love yoga. I love running, but I don't, I don't run super fast when I run. I just kind of like cruise along the river and it's more for like stress relief. And then yoga, I absolutely love, but that is not going to like torch calories and like be like a big, like, like just like kick my butt. So I was really into Tracy, Tracy Anderson for a while. And I love, I still love it, but that's more like of a special occasion thing because when I'm busy, I can't go into the city to work out. It's 45 minutes there, 45 minutes back, an hour-long workout. Like, that's like half of a day right there. Yeah, that's way too much. It's too much. So I, um, I've been thinking about different things, and a lot of people were like, why don't you try Orange Theory? I think you'd really love it because it's a mix of running, weights, and um, rowing. And it reminds me so much of when I worked out with a personal trainer. And that was another thing I was considering, but I did not want to be spending like – personal trainers are like $150 a session here. Yeah. So I found I did this and it reminded me so much of training. It's like a very high intensity mix of running, sprinting, um, rowing, weights. It reminded me a lot of Barry's boot camp. I'm obsessed. I signed up for a membership on the spot. I saw that. You had mentioned when we were in Philly that you you were thinking about trying Orange yeah. Theory, and then by Saturday you were a member. I know. Well, after so they give you your first class free and then Afterwards, they're like, did you like it? Like, these are the options. Like, you can buy a package. You can do this. So I got the membership where you go eight times a month. Mm -hmm. I might upgrade it based on that, like, if I'm doing it more. What I love is they have – this sounds like an Orange Theory ad. Like, I swear I'm paying for this completely with my own money. Orange Theory, if you want to sponsor us, we'd love it. (laughs) I've never been. I don't know if I'd love it. Well, the thing I found out is they have locations, like, near our hotels for the remainder of our live shows. So there's one in Atlanta. There's – the that's like a walk from our hotel. There's one in Dallas that's like a 15-minute like Uber. So I'm like, oh my God, I can do this while I'm gone too. It's everywhere. So I feel like everyone knows about Orange Theory, but I just discovered it for me and I'm so excited. I've never done it. I I would try it. Um, I think you – I don't know because you don't like to run. I don't like to run. But I think you, you like a good ass kicking. Like you like a really hard workout. I do. So you might like it. In Atlanta, there's a soul cycle across from our hotel, so I'm going to go there. Yeah. Well, this was big for me because I just haven't found something that is – like I have a lot of workouts that I love, but I need like something really hard like two to three times a week. Well, you're in a committed relationship now. Yes, I am, and I'm so excited about it. I mean with Orange Theory, not with a man. Yes. Just to clarify. Just to clarify. Becca, what about you? 
Um, so this is kind of dorky, but last week we had our best week of downloads ever. And I feel like that happens pretty regularly where, you know, we have like the best week, but it's by like a teeny tiny bit. Yeah. You know, it's not, it's not exciting. And last week we had a really good week. I don't know if it was the politics episode or, or what, but it really felt like everything. I don't, I, I just have like a really positive everything's coming together feeling. Yeah, I know. I think that a lot of our growth has been really slow and steady, and that's always encouraging, but it's nice when you actually see a big spike. Totally. So that was super exciting. We're going to take ourselves out to a fancy dinner as our reward for reaching a milestone that we were aiming at. Yeah. Did we ever – I know we talked about going out for a fancy dinner for like a past milestone. Did we ever do that? No. I think when we got to like 5,000 Instagram followers, we were going to go to the Waverly Inn. We never did. We never did that. Yeah. I want to make this happen. We need to do it. Once the shows are over, I think that that's when we treat ourselves. This is how it slips through the cracks, Grace. I know. We need to pick a day. We need to pick a day and make a reservation. I know. I'm pushing for the tasting menu at the Gramercy Tavern. Oh, I'm in. Like, I've been wanting to do that forever. I've never been. I love how she's like, I'm pushing for it. I'm like, no, like, that's what I want too. I'm not worried that you're going to say no. I'm worried that we're going to forget about it. No, we need to do it. I'm going to write that. I have my to-do list right next to us because we're just planning live show stuff. Gramercy Tavern. Make a reservation. What about Lowe's? Uh, so I'm just like dealing with an introvert thing. I'm just, you know this, but I'm realizing how drained I get after the live shows. And I need to figure out how to manage it because like I got home on Friday from the from DC and Philly. And I was like, oh, I'm going to work from the couch. I laid down, fell asleep until like, uh, I don't know, like five. And then I started working. I just like get so drained. And what is funny to me is watching you after the live shows because she's like a ball of energy afterwards. She wants to go out and do stuff. And I'm like, I need to cocoon and like hold myself under a blanket. It does energize me. However, I I do not mean to be dismissive of your feelings. But on Friday, did it occur to you that we were also hungover? We were hungover. That is true. So yes. that was not the average. We went out afterwards for yes. what was supposed to be one drink and became three. Three. Yes. So I would offer that that was not that is true. The, the norm. But even after the DC show, I was just like, I'm dead. I don't know. I just need to man- figure out how to manage it better. Like, but I don't know what that is. If it's just my personality and that's just what I'm, I'm just stuck with a bad personality. It's not a bad personality. <laughs> I don't know. I'm trying to figure out how to be better about this because I want to be fun and do things. And I felt like such a drag both nights because I was so tired afterwards. I don't know. Yeah, I don't either. I don't know. So, so just managing my bad personality is mine. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> What's yours? Um, this is totally a problem of my own creation, but I feel like my apartment right now is like a way station for packages and returns, and they've just Ooh. taken over my dining room table. Yeah. Um, yeah, I well, we've been traveling so much, so I haven't really had time to go to the post office. And mm-hmm. then um, so the last thing before my apartment is quote unquote done is I have a gallery wall that's gonna go in my office. Yeah. And so uh, all the picture frames uh, arrived and are in boxes, and then I had some things framed by FrameBridge, and so they're all sitting in a corner because I just haven't gotten to hanging in the gallery wall. And then I bought a few things that I didn't like that need to go back, and I have my Rent the Runway order that needs to go back, and I'm just like overwhelmed by the clutter of it all. Yeah. And it really hit me this morning, and today's Sunday, so there's not much I can do about it because the post office isn't open, but um, 
Yeah, I'm uh, I'm living in a den of packages. I I'm feeling very cluttered as well. I like my apartment to be like pretty clutter free, and there's just like a lot of stuff everywhere. It's not making me happy. I'm gonna after, when we finish, I'm gonna spend like a good hour just putting stuff away. Should you just get rid of your cat? I should. Oh my god, he's so cute right now. He's over on his country house blanket. So he has his Hermes blanket, but he also has a Pendleton blanket. He lives better than most humans, I know. Yeah. I I joke that one is like his upscale city apartment, which is his Hermes blanket, and one is his country house. (laughs) It's it's a little weird, I know. So before we get to Cindy, just a quick plug for our upcoming live shows. We have three shows left, and then we'll stop talking about it. Um, We have one tonight in Atlanta that I'm really excited for. Yes. And then New York, it feels like New York has felt so far away, and it's not. It's less than two weeks away. It's November 1st. Yes. And I'm so excited about that. And then we have Dallas. We're so so excited for all three. Please buy a ticket. There's tickets available for all three. Um, You can check them out at badonpaperpodcast.com backslash live. Bring a friend. Bring a friend who doesn't listen to the podcast. I've had so many people come up to me at shows and – they're like, oh, I'm the friend that got dragged. I loved it. So. Yeah. I know. I think people feel like – because we've been to live shows where it's very insidery and you don't really know what's going on if you don't listen to the podcast. But I feel like with ours, it's – anyone can enjoy it. Totally. Yeah. Oh, also, one quick shout out. Our hotel. So first of all, we stayed at the Hamilton Hotel in D.C. It was amazing. Um, the rooms were so cute. The downstairs lobby is so pretty. They have this amazing restaurant. I had this – delicious like when i was waiting for the room to be ready i had they have like a prefix lunch that's 24 dollars. i had this butternut squash soup and a branzino i was like i am just living my best life right now that's a fancy lady lunch it was and then afterwards we worked with glam squad in dc and they got us ready like my biggest pet peeve for life is that there's no glam squad in a lot of the cities we're going to so i was i'm so hooked on glam squad after using them for our live shows and I was looking at it online and they have packages and they're mm-hmm. really reasonable like it's $90 if you buy a remember, maybe a five pack it's like $90 for somebody to come to your house and do your hair and makeup yeah and I think that's I mean dry bar is $50 like yeah this comes to you and they do your makeup I don't know I think that's a good deal it's wonderful. I use them a lot, both for the live shows and then on my own. I just think it's a great service. I don't, but I think I'm going to start. Anytime I have like something big, like a big photo shoot or like I'm spe- like when I was on Drink with James, just because if you're on camera, like you're not going to look good like doing your own makeup. Well, at least me. <laughs> like <laughs> TV, I just always look bad. So I get my makeup done. But I love it. Um, yeah. Let's get to Cindy. Yes, let's get to Cindy. Hi, everyone. We are so thrilled to have today's guest with us. It's Cindy Crawford. And I think Becca and I are always like our guest's biggest hype woman, but Cindy doesn't need any introduction. She's Cindy. Um, We're so thrilled to have you here. Cindy is going to talk to us about kind of everything from her career to her family, her life, um, her skincare line, Meaningful Beauty, which is how we met. We met at a luncheon for that a year ago. I know, exactly. I kept asking her and I kept asking and here she is today in here my apartment. I, I know. And I would have done it sooner. It's just I don't live in New York. So yeah. it's harder for me to get over here. But it worked out great. It's fashion week. Yeah. And I'm here for my support my daughter. But it was also her birthday. So and it's fashion week. So it's fun. It must be amazing watching your daughter like going through all of this. Is it so cool? You know, I think 
I'm so happy for her. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm I'm happy for her because she's finding her way. And I think we were talking about this yesterday. I was at a memorial service for the hairdresser Orbe who passed away last year. And Christy Turlington was speaking about how she started modeling when she was 15 and how now that she's older and has her own children, she realizes how lucky she was to have found her tribe of people at such a young age Yeah, because it's hard for young people. And I think especially this day, there's these days there's so much pressure on young people because they see everyone else's success and they measure themselves against people's highlights on Instagram. Right. And so I think for my daughter, it's like, I feel like she's finding her tribe. She's finding her passion. Fortunately, she's having success. And that and that just helps you, you know, with your self-esteem. And she really loves it. And she's been around it since she was a kid. Just, you know, yeah. would come to shoots with me or whatever. Yeah. That's, That's incredible. Right. Well, wait, can we talk a little bit about your career? Yeah, We have sure. so much to talk about. So much to talk about. <laughs> so I think we need to start at the beginning. Can you tell us a little bit about getting your start and what that was like? Like, what was the early days of modeling? Like, I imagine so much has changed since you started. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, everyone thinks, of how how has modeling changed? Modeling itself has not changed. I mean, when you're getting your picture taken. Sure. You're getting your picture taken. Doesn't yeah. matter if it's a digital camera or like a Polaroid camera or an old school, you know, Hasselblad, whatever. Um, also doing a show. Doing a show is pretty much the same as it used to be. You're walking down a runway in usually high heels that don't fit you very well. (laughs) Um, So that part of modeling hasn't changed. What has changed is that now social media is such a huge part. It's like you have another job. Yeah, You have like your regular job and then you have to, you know, maintain your platforms. Mm -hmm. And I think that is probably a lot of pressure for young girls as they're still trying to figure out who they are. You know, you don't even know. I mean, I barely know who I am at 53. So it's yeah. like, how how do you know? And you're maybe experimenting. I remember going through my 20s like, oh, if I was in dating a guy who was into Buddhism, it was like, oh, maybe I'll try Buddhism and maybe sure. I'll be a Buddhist. Oh, okay. No, that's not for me or whatever. Like mm-hmm. you you find your yourself. So I think that as a young woman, especially in the public eye, that it's probably just another layer of pressure. Um, but back to when I started, should we yeah. skip back to there? Yeah. I mean, I'm from a small town in Illinois. I never even knew that modeling was a job or a real thing. I mean, because we didn't, I mean, I guess I got Seventeen Magazine with Phoebe Cates on the cover. Yeah, but you don't yeah. think about like, oh, I could, I could be her. No, yeah. I mean, nowadays girls do. Yeah, I know. it's different now. It's we, different. We always talk about how we were both raised where it was like you can be a doctor, a lawyer, or a vague business teacher. person. Teacher. teacher. Yeah. That's what I probably would have been. Both my sisters are teachers. But like it took me until even after I graduated college to realize that there were other careers. Yes. I had like it's such a silly thing, but I had no idea. Normal. I mean, it's so true. Like if you look around, how many people actually go into the same job that their parents do? Because that's totally. what they know. Yeah. I mean, and that's like look at my daughter. It's like I know a lot of doctors whose kids become doctors. It's not that weird that my daughter was interested in the fashion industry. Yeah, you know, because that's what she knew. Um, but somehow, let's try. I'm trying to think. Like the very first. Well, I remember this is actually kind of a sad story, and it's in my book, which I don't know if you remember. But I got a call from a local clothing store in my small town and they called me and said that they wanted me to come in they wanted me to maybe model for them and I was like oh my gosh like I put my hair in hot curlers I borrowed my mom's like Mary Kay lipstick because I didn't wear makeup and I went in and I asked at the I said oh hi I'm here for the modeling thing you guys called me and the girl at the front desk was like what and I was like yeah you guys called me she's like no I'm sorry (gasps) I think you told us the story at lunch yeah and I I walked out and I saw two of the 
the B words from my high school, like two oh, not pink. nice girls had done that <gasps> to like make me feel about this big, which is I'm holding up an inch, you know, um, it was so humiliating. They were laughing. Well, I guess I'm laughing now though, you know, like I, Seriously. Th- I think about that now. I was like, I'm like, hmm, they, they maybe just by doing that, they actually maybe ignited a fire under me to want to, to want to make it work. Cause yeah. I had never really even thought about modeling. Should we prank call them after this? Yeah. I can't remember their yeah. names. <laughs> <laughs> I did see them at my reunion though, like 20 years ago. Oh my gosh. You still went to your reunion? I did. I did go. Up until I went to like my 20th, maybe, and I haven't been the last couple of times, but yeah. Then I met like a local photographer in my small town, and he took pictures of um, house fires or high school football games. And that's where I met him at like probably at some homecoming or something. Yeah. And he asked to take my picture, which my parents thought was really creepy. So they came (laughs) along, and that was just like one small step toward ending up in New York, you know, like I, I met a hairdresser through him. Then I went into Chicago and I went to different agencies and got an agent. And I started doing like my first ad was a paying job was Marshall Fields bra ad that ended up plastered all over my high school. Oh my oh, God. You know, like everyone. Kids are so mean. Well, and I, well, I was like, Hey, you know how much money I made for that? Like, Seriously. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, um, you know, everyone thinks like, oh, I was in the cornfield and then all of a sudden I was on the cover of Vogue and it doesn't quite work like that. Yeah. There was a lot of steps in between. Um, and then I moved to New York when I was 20 and that's when it really happened. Was there a moment when you felt like you had quote unquote made it? I think for sure my first cover of American Vogue. For the fashion industry, that's like the good housekeeping seal of approval. Yeah. It's like, oh wait, you're on Vogue? Then all of a sudden cosmetic companies it's it's like oh well if she's good enough for vogue then she's good enough for us a lot of people think you oh you make so much money but you actually only make like 150 dollars. but it's really the best kind of advertising for yourself and the way that a model eventually makes money is by getting usually like a great cosmetic contract or you know having a contract with a, a designer but usually cosmetics perfume those types of things so that first vogue cover then led to a revlon contract that's amazing how old were you when this happened I think I was, I was 20 okay. when I was on the cover of Vogue. Yeah. That's amazing. Wow. Yeah. That's so cool. It was. It was really, I remember I went to the newsstand to buy like a f- couple of them. And the lady, I was like wanting the lady to notice that it was me. And she didn't even look up. She's like, you have three copies of the same magazine. And I'm like, you're like, it's I me. know. I yeah. know. I was, me. she never made eye contact <laughs> yeah. with me. I didn't want to say that, but I wanted her to go like, oh my God, it's yeah. you, the girl on the magazine. No, she didn't say that. <laughs> That's so funny. Wait, did you do anything to celebrate that? No, I remember I was flying back. I had been on in Paris or something doing a shoot and I was flying back through the airport and I bought it at O'Hare Airport or maybe at LA or at um, Kennedy on my way to O'Hare because I was taking them to my mom as if you can't get Vogue in Illinois. But I don't know. I just wanted to buy them. I saw them on the newsstand and I bought them. So no, I think at that time, I mean, definitely was a huge thing in my career. But when you're like young and starting out, like you're just moving forward, right? You're like, Mm -hmm. what's the next thing I'm doing? Yeah. What was the first like fancy thing you ever bought yourself to celebrate? The first fancy thing? Well, a couple things. Uh, Clothing wise? Anything. I don't know. Um, I would say I had to go to a black, like my first like black tie event in Chicago. And I bought a Thierry Mugler black velvet strapless dress to go. And I, there was this great store in Chicago called Ultimo. I don't think it's there anymore, but you know, it was like those, one of those curated stores with like all the great designers. And it just was like, I came from, you know, blue collar family where you, I never had like 
money to spend on clothes and didn't even know designer names or whatever. And at Ultimo, I also bought um, an Ezzedine Alaya, like like one of the original bodysuits with the skirts oh, and amazing. the belt and the little jacket. And actually, I was modeling already by the time I went to my senior prom, and I'd seen a picture of a Calvin Klein dress in Vogue, and it's like very, just like a sheath dress, black sheath dress from the front, but the back was like completely cut out. Mm-hmm. It was kind of scandalous, because everyone was wearing yeah. like gunny sacks and mm-hmm. whatever, and I showed up in like this black Calvin Klein sheath dress, so those were fun. I wish I still, I don't have any of those. I was just going to uh, ask you, that was my I next wish question. I had them. I <laughs> yeah. know. I do have some. Like, once I started realizing you know, when you live in New York, you don't have a lot of storage. Yeah, that, yeah. And I just didn't realize like how vintage Aliyah or whatever, like the value of that mm-hmm. um, or just the nostalgia. But at a certain point when I started having a little more room, I started keeping like I have one of the Versace black bondage dresses that I wore to the MTV Awards or I have, um, yeah, some old Aliyah, Cavalli and it's just fun to know, like, if Kaya, like, there might be a time where Kaya wants to get into that and, you know, play. Well, wasn't for Kaya's birthday, I just saw headlines that she was wearing something very similar to that. Yes. That bondage yeah. July dress. It yes. wasn't the same one, though. It was the Versace, yes, but it was like the black strappy. Yes. And she, yes, it was not at all the same one. Because I said, if, if I knew you were going to do that, you should have just taken the the old one and cut it. She's like, no, mom, there'll be another moment for that. (laughs) For her birthday, she wanted the, you know, short skirt and high boots. And she wanted to remind the world that she's 18 now, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. Let's take a quick break for a word from one of our sponsors. So today's episode is sponsored by Sarah Flint. She makes my absolute favorite shoes in the world. I actually, I, I get this question on DMs a lot. I actually like her perfect pump even better than my Manolos. Um, I'm obviously not going to throw my Manolos out because they're perfectly good. But anytime I buy a new pair of shoes, it's from Sarah Flint. So they're so chic, but they're also extremely comfortable. Yeah, Grace has got me totally converted, and I can attest to how amazing the perfect pump is. So the brand sent me a leopard pair, and I liked them so much that I went and bought red ones with my own money. I wore them in both of my uh, Instagrams from our past two live shows, and I got so many comments from people asking if they were actually comfortable. Yes, the answer is yes. I know. People will be like, but do you really like them? I um they gave me the black perfect pump when I did a sponsored post with them like a year ago and then I went and bought the nude and then the olive suede with my own money. So if that isn't a testament, like I don't know what else is. But I want to talk about the brand. So they actually launched in 2013 when Sarah was only 25 years old. So she was really frustrated. She felt like women had to choose between looking good in their shoes but also feeling good and being comfortable. So these shoes are designed in New York City by Sarah Flint. And then handmade in Italy. And prior to launching, Sarah dedicated over seven years studying shoe design and manufacturing. And because of that, the shoes are so comfortable. So the 85 millimeter is my sweet spot. It's high enough to be a little bit sexy. It makes your legs look amazing, but it's low enough to walk in all day. I can wear the perfect pump to the subway, then to meetings, events all day, and then wear them the same pair of shoes to dinner and a date and be totally fine and have my feet not hurt. One thing that's really interesting to me is that in 2017, Sarah shifted her model from wholesale to direct-to-consumer and cut her price points in half without cutting the quality at all. So the shoes are definitely more of a splurge, but they're pretty reasonable when you compare them to other brands at that level of quality. Her first pop-up shop just launched in New York, and I can't wait to go, although my wallet is quivering because I just bought 
a pair. Um, and she has a huge celebrity following. Cindy Crawford, for one, who's also an investor, Lady Gaga, Carly Kloss, and Meghan Markle are all big fans. And we have an offer for you. So for $45 off your first pair of Sarah Flint heels, go to sarahflint.com and enter code BOP45 at checkout. That's BOP45 for $45 off. Yeah, if you've been thinking about trying a pair, this is the time. So let's get back to the episode. Well, so wait, after you made it or before even, do you have a favorite shoot that you look back on? Or No, it's impossible. No? I mean, I worked with so many amazing people like Herb Ritz and Helmut yeah. Newton and um, even some of the maybe lesser known photographers, but you had like just a really fun trip, you mm-hmm. know, like I remember doing a great trip in Correas, Mexico with Rico Pullman for Bazaar. And I became really good friends with the photographer, the hair, makeup. It was just, you know, sometimes you get like those groups that just gel and yeah. you end up being lifelong friends. So... I remember the ones where I had to do something scary or crazy, like mm-hmm. Annie Leibovitz had me, um, she photographed me as like Eve in the garden um, with a gigantic snake around me, oh like, God, and I was it. naked and like a 45 pound python or something. Oh my God. And that was, first of all, I'm terrified of snakes. Secondly, so brave. they smell really bad, which I didn't oh. know, or this one did. Yeah. Maybe it's not all snakes, but the snake did. But somehow when I'm doing a picture, I... I can kind of like, because I'm afraid of dogs too, and I've had to do a lot of pictures with dogs. I recently just did this picture. How do you feel about cats? There's one that might come out. Didn't even notice. It's fine. I just, I'm not into like their yeah. little claws clawing me. Yeah, fair. Um, yeah, sometimes they're like, mm. um, but like I'm afraid of dogs. And just this past February, I did a shoot with like a more art photographer named David Yarrow, and he had me in a car with a wolf. And I knew oh what my the God. I knew a what, real wolf. Yes, but I thought it was going to be like a movie wolf that was trained sure, like a big yeah. dog. You can't really train wild wolves. So the only way this wolf was trained was by chicken. Like they would throw chicken at it and then it would want the chicken. But other than that there's and they they me in the car first. I mean literally like I was in my pose before they got the wolf in and they're like do not move. Like don't move. And I'm afraid of, I'm even afraid of like a, a, a Maltese, you know, or a little Yorkie or whatever. And I'm sitting there and they bring this giant wolf in and they're throwing chicken at it to get it to look at the camera. And then all of a sudden a piece of chicken landed in my lap. No, 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 no. no. And I'm like, no. I know it's going, I know it's going to go for the chicken. Like I didn't have time to grab the chicken and like, cause I was afraid it would take my hand off. Right. So I just let it get the chicken from my lap and just sat there. But like, if you asked me to do that, if there wasn't a photographer around, there's no way in hell I would do it. Nobody would. No, no. one. Oh my God, so, that's insane. But so I just you remember like, the, like, not the bad ones necessarily, but like the extreme ones. Yes, like where you're in it, where you're out of your comfort zone. Right. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> I would be, I would cry. How do you stay so, like, you have to obviously be a professional when you're doing a shoot like this. Mm-hmm. I would lose my mind. Like, well, on that shoot, I knew what the shot was. I, I just was under the impression that the wolves would be more trained. Mm-hmm. Like, I felt like I would feel safer. I would expect them to be like CGI, like not even real. Exactly. Like, you put yeah. it in post production. Yeah, no. or like a really docile dog that just looks like a wolf. Right. Like those ones on Game of Thrones. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, those big dire wolves. Yes. <laughs> oh my God. Well, wait, Hold I'm on. curious now that you have gotten past your making it moment, how do you decide what opportunities to say yes and to say no to? Like, how have you shaped your career? Um, I think at this point, wow, I mean, I, so okay, so you go through the 
point where you're like building it and yeah. creating your portfolio and you're doing Vogue and all of yeah. that. And then for me, there was a shift around the age 35 where it's kind of like, okay, I've, I've done all the model, like the straight modeling stuff. It's like now I want to um, take everything I've learned and do my own stuff, like be, yeah. have more skin in the game. So yeah. that's when I started Meaningful Beauty. I have a furniture line that I am a partner on. And um, and then the, the one long-term relationship I've had, which is more like being a spokesperson, but I've been with them so long. I'm like, it's like family now is I've been with Omega watches for over 25 years. So oh, wow. that's wow. been, um, is that an Omega watch? That is. Obviously. Yeah, that's yeah. Beautiful. beautiful. Thank you. She's yeah. wearing like a rose gold watch with, um, white mother well, of pearl, right? Yeah. And diamonds. It's a little bling. It's, it's really pretty. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. So I'd say from like 35 to 50, it was like kind of building like my quote unquote empire type yeah. idea, writing my book for mm-hmm. my 50th birthday. I have it over there. You know you signed it for me. This I was know. years ago. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Um and I think that then the um like this chapter is more about um I can like help and I and I know that you're a fan of Sarah Flint shoes. I love them. I became a fan because of you and now I have like eight pairs. And they're so comfortable. They're all I wear, right? Cindy. Yeah. The perfect pump. Yeah. Yeah. And I love the little flats. Mm-hmm. Um so like now I can use like I can you I can help shine a light on other people doing mm-hmm. things that I think are good. So for instance, I got involved with this company called Ladder that is doing like protein powders and, and things and it's like it's also with LeBron and Arnold Schwarzenegger and Lindsay Vaughn. So it's like a great group of people who have from different oh I mean, obviously all of those people are elite athletes. Sure. But, you know, fitness and wellness has been so much a part of me and my brand since I did my exercise video. So um, they invited me to be part of the group. So it's fun to, it's fun to do things like I can, I can take a little more chances now and just yeah. help other people. I don't necessarily, I'm not like looking for, okay, what's my next move? Right. Mm-hmm. You know? Time for another quick ad break. So this episode is also sponsored by Equilibria. I love this sponsor. Over the past couple of months, I've become a super fan of their product. So Equilibria is a medical-grade CBD company created by women for women, though men can take it too. Their products are made at an organic farm in Colorado with a focus on quality ingredients. So my personal favorite thing about Equilibria is is the hands-on service that they offer. So when you place an order, you'll be paired with a dosage consultant who will help you figure out the right routine. I personally find supplements of any kind to be really overwhelming. You want to make sure that you're not taking too much or not enough. When I started working with them, I consulted with their dosing expert. I explained my two biggest problems, which for me are sleep and period cramps. The dosage expert gave me a little program. So I take the daily drops right before bed to help me fall asleep and then a soft gel to help me stay asleep. And then there's the relief cream, which is absolutely amazing. My dosage consultant actually upped me to a stronger soft gel. So now I take the 25 milligrams and I've been sleeping all the way through the night, which is really big for me. So the relief cream is incredible. It works insanely well for sore muscles, um, cramps, even an upset stomach. I've never experienced anything quite like it. Literally, you put it on and the pain is gone. So I'm going to buy some for my parents. Uh, My dad is a big CBD person, so I think he'll really love it. Um, I've been using these products for a couple months now. My sleep is getting better. My cramps are so much better. I take my Equilibria everywhere I go. It's great for travel. I always have a really hard time falling asleep in a new place. And so I take just a few drops before the live show and it really helps me calm down a little bit. 
I also have a big blog post up all about CBD on my blog. Um, their team went ahead and answered all of your questions. So definitely go over and read that if you're interested. But we have an offer for you. Go to equilibriawoman.com and enter code BOP at checkout for 15% off your first order. The beginner box is not included in this. So that's code BOP for 15% off your first order. Let's get back to the episode. Well, wait, can we shift gears a little bit and talk about Meaningful Beauty? Yeah, I would love to. Yes. Well, so you said you started it how many years ago? I was 35 and I had been with Revlon for like 17 years and my contract was up for renewal. And I just had like a shift where I was like, you know what? I want to do something I'm passionate about. Yeah. And... And it's mine where like if it's successful, it I will benefit. And if it's, you know, it's like I'm putting myself into it. Right. And I decided to do skincare because as a model, like most of the time I don't do my own hair and makeup. Right. But you, it is your job to come like hopefully like in good shape and your skin looking good. And at 35, I also was getting older and I started getting more scary, serious about skincare. And I had worked with Dr. Sabah, um, who's a French... I mean, he started out being a plastic surgeon, but he doesn't even do surgery anymore. He's so um, into like preventative and um, he calls it age maintenance, which I like because age defying, anti-aging. I mean, look, we're all aging, right? So there is no like Benjamin Button, unfortunately, but you can age well. And that's what he's all about. And so I, I started seeing him when I was 28 and he would do these like vitamin treatments to my skin. And eventually I wasn't going to Europe that much anymore. And I'm like, can you just bottle this stuff? I mean, (laughs) it really was like that simple. And he was like, hmm, that's interesting. So we partnered up and we did Meaningful Beauty. That's amazing. Do you have a favorite product in the line? I mean, I obviously in order for it to make the cut, I have to love it. Yeah. I think I go through different favorites at different well, what times. about like what is the best gateway if somebody hasn't tried anything from the line and wants to like oh, start gosh. with one thing? The What's the gateway here, drug? Isn't it the melons? Well, here? yeah. So we have this these famous melons that um, are grown in a very specific place in the south of France. But really, the key ingredient in them is a is SOD, okay. which is like a super antioxidant. And when you see the melons, you see that the, those melons they don't age as quickly as like a regular melon. So, oh, interesting. It was like taking that that SOD, but getting it into a skincare, and it's not it's not that easy to get into skincare because it's not stable. So, like that was the challenge for our chemist. Um, so you get the super antioxidant, and that's really throughout the line. But if you're trying one product. I mean, where you're going to get the most efficacy would probably be the triple exfoliating. And I think you- I love that. I always talk about that one. It will like, it's effective. Yes. It's like getting microdermabrasion. First of all, if you don't exfoliate your skin, all your other products are not going to have as much chance of working. Mm -hmm. So like that is a first step where you um, take off all the dead skin cells. And the thing I like about our is that Dr. Sabah was like, okay- we're going to have it a physical exfoliant, which is our the, the little beads. Then we're going to have a um, acid, which is glycolic, and then we're also having papaya enzyme. So it's three different types of exfoliation in one product. And you will like that one. You do it, and then afterwards you're like, oh my gosh, my skin feels so good. But the thing that I've learned about skincare, it's not just that one product. It's a system. And that's why I love selling Meaningful Beauty as a system. And that's where you'll get the most results. During the day, you have to protect your skin from the sun, from the environment, whatever. So like you need a good day cream with 
um, SPF in it. I mean, we right. all do. My best friend, Natalie, is obsessed with your day cream. She talks about it all oh, the time. Great. When she found out that you were coming, she was like, oh, Yay, Natalie. I wish I could be there. <laughs> well, it's nice. She be- lives in Charleston. Because it, you you know, a lot of day creams, especially with SPF, they, they feel greasy or they don't sit well under makeup. Well, mm-hmm. I know that I'm wearing makeup most days. I'm going to a photo shoot or whatever. Right. I needed something that wouldn't pill, mm-hmm. you know, that would work under makeup. Um, I mean, I love, we have this new serum that has not only the melon serum, but also peptides in it um, from melon plant stem cell. So I love that. Like, I'm a big fan of serums, but as Americans, we, we didn't grow up with serums, right? Mm-hmm. Our moms didn't. Yeah. I'm like, okay, why a serum? Most people don't understand. Well, there's some some ingredients that can't sit in a cream base. They won't be stable. So a serum, you can sometimes have more potent ingredients. And, you know, it's like you put that on first under your cream, then your cream. So, you know, you need an eye cream. Like, how can I say I like my day cream more than my eye cream? Yeah, eye cream is so important. And now we have like a firming and tightening body cream, which I've been waiting for. because When does that come out? It's just launching at Ulta right now. Um, And, you know, because I kept saying I want to do a body cream, but I don't want it to just be like a a vanity product. Like it has to, everything for meaningful beauty has to have a meaning. Mm -hmm. It has to be meaningful. Yeah. And so we finally got a formula that I felt like it felt good on the skin afterwards. It absorbs nicely, but you also get the long-term benefits it's really a treatment as well how many products do you come out with a year would you say not not many because i don't want to confuse people yeah. do you know what i mean it's like i don't but then there are like some people need like a lightning cream or mm-hmm. our new night cream has retinol in it which mm-hmm. is great for cell turnover so i was happy to be able to add that in but i don't want people to have like i mean we all have too many products in our drawers right, right? like yeah. i want it to be simple so that women know cuz you're going to get the best results if you actually do it So we want to make it simple enough that you can do it every day. Well, wait, can you share with us what your personal skincare routine is in the morning and the evening? Yeah, I mean, you know, I get up, um, I wash my face um, or take a, you know, take a shower or whatever. And then I always use, for sure, I always use our youth activating melon serum and the day cream. The eye cream I try to use during the day, but if I'm in a rush, I probably will skip that one step. Um, if I have a shoot, now we have those little oh, the little eye masks. I'm like making a list. I'm going to be emailing I'm sending your team. You, no, we'll just send you whatever you want, of course. And you too, of course. Thank and you. you too. <laughs> um, we sell our eye masks. I know you had those. We just came out with those okay. too. And the thing is, we sell them in like in a jar so that you don't I have to be that. like- so They travel yeah. well. But they're also not so precious. Because you yeah. know when you get the little pack with two? Yeah. I never want to use them because I'm like, well, it's for a special occasion. I know. No, this is like you should use like whenever and you can put them heat. You can put them on like the sides of your mouth. You can oh, put them between your eyes. This. Yeah. I'm pointing at like yeah. mannequin lines. Exactly. Yeah, so they're called ma- or marionette. Marionette, marionette which is like horrible. Horrible smile lines. Yeah. Let's just smile say. Lines. Yeah. And then at night, you know, take it all off. And then I use the serum again. And then I use our night cream and the eye cream for sure at night. I use the exfoliating like a couple times a week. Yep. Um, do you do any masks? I do. I do like when I travel. Yeah. Um, and then this week I tried a couple different facials here in LA. Like my, my daughter and I went on her birthday to, but it was more like a lifting sculpting one mm-hmm. or, you know, just it, it felt great. And, um, and it was something girly to do together. Yeah. <laughs> That's fun. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we had one listener. We crowdsourced some questions okay. for you. And one listener wanted your advice on, 
for a 40-something woman who wants to remain ageless. Uh So, I mean, obviously, we know SPF, we know exfoliation, but like, do you have other tips or like treatments that you like? Like you were talking about going to the spa or getting these vitamin infusions? Look, it's all the stuff that we know. Yeah. I mean, really, it's, and it's, but it's um, doing it. Yeah. Like we know like smoking is not great, right? Um, Drinking water, getting enough sleep sun. I don't, I haven't really um, sat in the sun since I started modeling because the one thing that's very hard for a makeup artist to cover up is sunburn. Mm, it gets yeah. like a weird gray or something. So I remember in the beginning, one of my modeling jobs, we were like shooting in Jamaica and I got like completely fried and the makeup artist was like ready to kill me. And ever since then, I just was like, oh, I guess my days of doing that are over. Well, thank God. Thank because God. I'm I mean, you have beautiful skin, by the way. Oh, thank you. She's like (laughs) she's a poreless angel. I'm not, but thank you. Um, (laughs) Just gonna—I wish I could frame those uh, words. (laughs) Well, you've got them on tape. I'm a poreless angel. (laughs) (laughs) You've got it on tape. So having like not having done that much damage is great. I do do microdermabrasion facials in LA, like maybe once a month, or you know, depending on my travel schedule. I'm. Into like those slip pillowcases. Oh, the yes. silk ones. I think we have the- to get Cindy a night pillow. One we of do. our sponsors oh, makes really? this amazing pillow. And what does it do? It's well, it's a silk pillowcase, but yeah. the pillow itself is memory foam, so it's also just very comfortable. So it doesn't like. Oh yeah, that sounds it's amazing. Because I I do think like especially as you get older, you wake up in the morning. And it just takes a little longer for your face to like reshape itself, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like I always say, like when they have early call times, if I'm doing a commercial or something and they're like, okay, we're starting at 6 a.m. And I'm like, look, I will get up whenever you say I have no problem getting up early. I'm like, my face doesn't really wake up till about nine. So you don't want to, <laughs> don't don't schedule any close-ups until at least nine o'clock. I feel that way too. You know what I've been doing is ice rolling in the morning. Oh yeah. Do you ever do that? But you do it with ice or do you with the roller that you put in the freezer? It's, it's a roller that's kind of, it freezes up in the freezer. Yeah. It's got water inside it. Oh, okay. So, yeah. um, you can get it on Amazon. It's like $10. A friend of mine gave me these like golden globes that are a oh, similar that idea. Fancier. You put in like a glass of ice water and then they have like little flecks of gold in them. I don't know what that does exactly, but they look really cool. And then you, yeah, you can kind of massage your face with yeah. them and it does help. Yeah. And, I, and I've heard stories of like actors and actresses like back in the day where they would literally put their face in a bowl of ice water. But I don't know. It sounds horrible to me too. But if I, I'm, maybe I'll have to try it one day when I'm yeah. really looking bad. Yeah, like maybe as a quick fix, but as part of your routine. No, like yeah. now's the part of the day where I dunk my face. Yeah, in ice exactly. Water. No, Ooh. thank you. <laughs> I started Ooh. to notice that too, though. Like there was just like one day in my 30s where I was like, oh, like there's just like, all, like from sleeping, like it the just, creases in my face mm-hmm. just weren't coming out. <laughs> right. Well, I've noticed like I definitely do not have soy sauce anymore. Oh, interesting. I, so I'll have sushi with, um, I have lemon instead of um, oh. soy sauce. And now I prefer it. It's so good. It's I like fresh. That. It's really good. Okay. And then um, another little trick like that that I do, my husband owns Cafe Habana in Malibu and I get the guacamole, but instead of chips, I get, I have them slice a cucumber up thin for me. Oh, yeah. Ooh. So it's That like, sounds delicious. And you're yeah. not like eating the fried corn tortillas. So mm-hmm. those are too low. But, and I don't drink wine really because I notice the next day. I see it on my face mm. and it's just happens. I mean, that's the thing. And that's why like, I'm not about anti-aging because right. we, we are aging. It's just like, how do I do it with, with grace yeah. <laughs> and, you know, and with, you know, feeling, feeling as, you know, that, Hey, here's the thing. I want to do what I can and feel good, but then I don't want my whole day to be about how I look. It's Absolutely. like, totally. so it's like, okay, I did it. 
this is this is as good as it's getting today <laughs> and let's get out the door and, and you know do do our life yeah wait i have a question that's not in the notes yeah. if, if you're not having wine what do you drink well you i usually drink uh, my husband owns the tequila company casamigos okay. tequila which wait which he is owns our casamigos that's our yes the bar. that's Yay. literally our favorite yes so that oh my is God. my he, i had no idea yeah, that's the best that. tequila yes and so i drink the reposado on the rocks that's okay. my well sometimes i put an orange slice in it and but this summer i was into drinking it with a little club soda and grapefruit juice. Yeah. Because okay. like it's more kind like of a, a Paloma. Sprit. Yeah, yeah, like a Paloma light, a yes. skinny Paloma. I yeah. love that. Because like what that. really catches up to me is the sugar. Like if I have a margarita Same. now, I'm like, I mean, I love them. Yeah. But I don't feel good like at two in the morning or the next morning. So I just try to avoid the sugar in the drinks. Yeah, that makes sense. You yeah. know what a good trick for the grapefruit is, is the grapefruit spindrift. It's got like just a little juice in it. So it's almost like it's pre-made for you. Oh, wow. Okay, there put you that go. With some okay. Great. Yeah. Um, well, let's talk a little bit about fashion. So somebody asked about your favorite fashion trend and your least favorite fashion trend. You mean like ever? Ever. ever. Hmm. That you participated in. Let's- I would say giant shoulder pads are probably one of my least. Okay. <laughs> they're so overwhelming. Yeah, yeah, they're so overwhelming. Favorite is like high heel boots. Oh, yeah. 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 Those I are- mean... I don't wear as high as I used to, but I like to me, if you have on jeans and like a pair of like high heeled boots, like and like a cute motorcycle jacket or blazer or whatever, like I know you're a fan of Veronica Beard and I love their jackets. They're so cute. They're so flattering. And they're just so easy to wear. You feel, I don't know. I just feel like I can go anywhere in that. Yeah. I love that. Wait, I have a question going to shoes. Uh So you're an investor in Sarah Flynn. Yes. What What are your favorite styles that she makes? You know, surprisingly, because I'm not a flat girl, I I never used to wear flats because I just didn't feel, I don't know, they didn't make me feel sexy or whatever. But hers are, I think hers are, they're like comfortable, but like just a feminine enough shape mm-hmm. that I, I still feel like me in them. Um, and then she and I did a little collab last year and she did like these boots for me that are more of like a motorcycle boot that I really love. And then I love her Marina boot too, which Marina. is, it's um, suede and it has a heel. Okay. You can get it higher or lower. And you can wear like over skinny jeans or like with dresses and it looks really cute. So I have to look at that one. They're really nice. And the low heels, I mean, even the high heel I can wear all day. It's comfortable. They're so manageable. Yeah. Because I like, I'm lazy. Like if I'm wearing my heels, I'm walking to the subway. That's my outfit for the night. Like I don't like to bring a bigger bag and have to change. No, 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 no. And I feel like I can run around the city in her heels. Yes. Even the like four inch ones. Yeah. Well, I I think I might be, I'm I'm like down to like a 50 now. I'm like not so good with anything over the 50. (laughs) I'm like, I don't know. But in New York, you walk so much. I know. Well, it's like you have your like cab to curb heels where it's like, I can wear these if I'm not really walking. Right. But you know, like we live five minutes from the subway subway so you know like if you're walking like it's yeah i know and, and like you know how sometimes you put shoes on and you're like oh these are so comfortable and like you go out in them and like two hours later you're like i hate these shoes i'm absolutely. never wearing them again yeah that's the worst and i and now like if i have that experience i get rid of the shoes i don't think they're going to be less comfortable the next i mean right. or more comfortable the next time i wear them i'm like okay just can't do this and don't, try not to make that mistake again because i just you i just don't want to mess my feet up you know yeah yeah what are your other favorite fashion staples? Jeans, um, for sure. Do you have a favorite denim brand? Um, I mean, no. I mean, I like. Um, I mean, I like Redone. I like Frame. I like um, what is it? The um, Gold AG. Mm-hmm. I like Page. 
And I mean, I used to wear citizens a lot, like, you know, yeah. just kind of trying different, yeah. different ones. And actually, a friend of mine in Malibu, she started a brand called Midheaven. And she makes a really nice like, um, for like a wider leg, you know, more like it's almost like a trouser. Yeah, mm-hmm. which is I wear like the trouser jean a lot because especially in LA, that's like as dressy as you ever need to be there <laughs> unless you're going to a black tie event. I mean, yeah. New York is definitely um, more people pull themselves together more. And I've lived in LA so long, like I forget and I come back here and I'm like, Oh, shoot. Okay. I got <laughs> to up my style game when I'm here in LA. Like I just feel totally calm. You can wear flip flops like Everywhere. I mean, Cindy says this is she's wearing like a really killer jumpsuit. <laughs> well, that's like you. like a golden diamond. <laughs> but today I had a little event before this for, um, you know, helping raise money for the relief fund for after 9-11. So I'm dressed. I don't. Yeah. I'm having, and believe me, I wouldn't be like huffing it around Soho in these shoes. These, are, <laughs> these would probably kill my feet after too long. So we have a couple questions for you about life and family. We talked yes. a little bit about Kaya. Yes. And she's killing it. Do you have a proudest mom moment of her career so far? Of her career? Or even of her? Um, wow, Kaya, proudest moment. I think what makes me happy is like, for instance, yesterday I was in an event and I saw um, an editor that she had just done a shoot with. And, you know, she was like, oh, you know, so great. She's like, but she's so she's on time. She's so professional. And I love hearing that, yeah. you know, about my kids is like, whatever. It's amazing that she did a British Vogue cover and she loved it and I loved it, but I'm happy for her, but that doesn't make me proud. What makes right. me proud is when I get feedback about just, you know, that she has her, her act together. She has a good yeah. head on her shoulders. Are there certain like life lessons that you, or like habits that you've tried to instill in your children? I don't know. I always say um, that I think kids, they learn way more from watching than from what they don't really listen to anything you tell them. <laughs> yeah. But it's like they watch how you live your life. So like if you're on time, they're on time. If you're um, respectful to, you know, uh, a server in a restaurant, they will be like, that's how they learn. Mm-hmm. So I think that um, just all of those things that I've done. When they both started working, like what I told them, like be on time, you know, get, don't stay on your phone the whole time, like, and be prepared. Like if you're working with um, a certain photographer, maybe Google them the night before and see what kind of pictures they take so that you have an understanding. Like, it's just so much easier if you and the photographer, if you already speak the photographer's language. Mm-hmm. So if you know, oh, they really like dreamy type things, then you, that's what you can give them. Or if photographers like very different types of Sure, sure. Per se. And some of them aren't as good at communicating. So like you have to, sometimes you have to really like try to serve it to them without even really knowing what they want. So if you've done your research, you might have a better idea. That's, that's really good advice. Yeah. It's, I feel like you're so grounded. Your family seems so grounded. How do you do that when you're constantly in the spotlight? I mean, I just, I mean, look, I grew up in Illinois in a very, yeah. very normal, you know, small town environment. I think that who you are, I don't know. I guess I wasn't so young when I, when I moved to New York. Like by the time I moved to New York, I was 20. I was, you know, I'd worked. I'd done a lot of not great jobs, like working in cornfields and working in clothing stores and babysitting and house cleaning. So by the time I started modeling, I loved it, but it was my job. It was like a great job. It wasn't who I am. Yeah. And then um, I think my husband is also very, even though he grew up in New York, he's just also pretty grounded. So, I don't, it's it's not like I have to try to be grounded. It's just who I am. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's almost more like I have to try to fit 
into the fashion world because that isn't really who I am. Do you know what I mean? Like that's more of probably a persona than who, you know, you met when you've, you know, when we've sat down together or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So we have one last sponsor to share with you. So today's episode is also brought to you by Modern Fertility, which is the first comprehensive fertility test that you can take at home. So I've said this before. I'm 33. I don't really know if I want to have children, but I'm definitely seeing more and more of the people in my life struggle with fertility issues. And it really makes me wonder if I need to be more proactive about my fertility now, even if I don't want to have a kid like tomorrow. So That's still overwhelming because how do you even know about your fertility? Most doctors won't even test you unless you've been actively trying to conceive for at least six months, which obviously I haven't. And like, screw that. So Modern Fertility is a quick and easy hormone test that you can take at home for just $159. Personally, I think that's a steal when you compare it to the thousands of dollars that you would pay at the doctor's office. So here's how it works. You do a quick finger prick, and then you send it away, and you get your results in about 10 days. And the results tell you about your egg count, your hormone levels, and expected outcomes from egg freezing. And then you can also talk one-on-one with a fertility nurse to help you interpret your results or answer any questions. And that's all included with the kit. So I think knowledge is power, and I love that this company gives women the knowledge to plan ahead when it comes to their fertility, even if they're not ready for a baby today. Right now, Modern Fertility is offering our listeners $20 off the test when you go to modernfertility.com slash BOP. Again, that's $20 off your fertility test when you go to modernfertility.com slash BOP. One more time for the URL, it's modernfertility.com slash BOP. So check it out. Let's get back to the episode. Well, one thing we talk a lot about on this podcast, we ask a lot of people is talking about self care mm-hmm. and talking about stress. I mean, I imagine you have so many projects going on. You're traveling so much. Mm-hmm. How do you, are there any practices that you have that you use to? I, I mean, everyone has stress. I don't probably have. I think now that my kids are older and I sleep better, um, <laughs> I probably have less stress, but um, I love taking a jacuzzi and I live mm. in Malibu and I have a jacuzzi like at my house. So I'm very lucky and it looks at the ocean. So every morning, like that's the first thing I do. Oh, you every do morning. it in the morning. Oh, I love that. I get up at like 630. No one's up yet. Even when my kids were little, I did this. I would like, that would be like my first thing to do. I'd go down, take a jacuzzi, look at the ocean, just kind of set my intention for the day, have my little gratitude moment, whatever go up, have a cup of green tea. And it's like having, taking like that 15 minutes for myself before checking email or Mm -hmm. uh, getting the kids up and rushing to school or rushing off to work. I think that's really um, important for me. I often take one at night too, when I come home, like to wind the day down. But that morning one is sets the tone for my day. When I travel, I really miss it. Yeah. So here I'll take a bath, but it's just not it's not the same as um, being outside, you know. Yeah, facing the ocean. There's yeah. something so calming about the water. There is, and it's like powerful, but it kind of reminds you of your place in the world that you're pretty much a tiny little dot, you know, yeah. compared to this yeah. huge ocean. Yeah. So we have four random grab bag questions okay. that were submitted for okay. you. Somebody asked, what has been your favorite age so far? Um, Gosh. I think there's pros and cons to every age. And as I mentioned, I was at a memorial service for a friend of mine yesterday. Right. And you realize, because some of us were joking, we're like, oh, we're, you know, 
you know, or well, she's like, oh, we look pretty good for our age, you know, whatever. And I'm like, hey, it's better than the alternative, right? Like, of course, yeah. so if I don't feel like every age in front of me has the potential to be the best age, like it's kind of depressing. Yeah. So, um, you know, I mean, I, I wouldn't say I really didn't like any age. The thing that comes with getting older is I think you're just a little more comfortable in mm-hmm. your own skin and to be honest, like sometimes I'm like standing next to my daughter. I'm like, I don't even want to stand next to you anymore because like, <laughs> I feel good until I stand next to you and then I feel old. So, I mean, that's just honest. Like I don't love watching, you know, things change. But when I see my friends who are, you know, similar age to yeah. me, I'm like, oh, my God, you look so good. I love your hair. Oh, my God, cute outfit. It's like, why don't we treat ourselves like that? Oh, absolutely. Everyone is their own harshest critic. Yeah. What we say to ourselves, we would never say to a girlfriend. Mm-hmm. So it's like trying to catch yourself doing that and mm-hmm. just being grateful that you're here and that you have another day and like get it, get over yourself, really. I mean, that's really what it's about. Yeah. And just, you that's know, That's easier live. said than done, though. It is. No, it's a daily, <laughs> it's like a daily practice. Yeah. Absolutely. Um. So another quick one we got was, What's your current workout routine? Oh, I'm curious about I'm this I'm very one. curious. Yes. Well, currently, like in New York, because I'm here for two weeks, it hasn't been so great, um, although I have gone to a gym. But at home in Malibu, so I do usually two days a week with the Pil- on Pilates with an mm-hmm. instructor on a reformer. And then I do two days a week with a trainer. And she's like more old school, like, you know, weights mm-hmm. and squats and yeah. lunges. That's to me a workout. Yeah. Like, like I, that, when like, I'm lifting weights style, yeah. and I'm doing lunges, like I feel like I'm working out. I've really liked adding in the Pilates just for um, flexibility. But and also like sometimes I know I'm not going to get hurt doing Pilates. For some reason, I feel like like you're not your back's not you're not going to tweak your back or your shoulder. So mm-hmm. I I like that as well. And then I'll go like maybe for a hike with a girlfriend and mm-hmm. you get therapy and talk therapy. Yeah. <laughs> so that's double. one of the not worst parts, but that's a part that New York doesn't have where it, you, it's hard to get outside of the city. Yeah. And there's yeah. not and there's Central Park, but there's not the same as like no. going for a hike. But you know what I did the uh, last time I was here? I walked with my girlfriend. I was staying in Soho to over the Brooklyn Bridge mm-hmm. and to Dumbo. That's so nice. And it was it was a nice day. And we yeah. just like put on sneakers and we were like, let's let's do it. So, let's I mean, go. you end up walking around a lot here, but it's not the same as like uh, it's a not being vigorous. It's not being nature. Uh, yeah. 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 So this one I, I'm very curious about. Somebody asked, what's your favorite Peter Lindbergh memory? Oh, so Peter just passed, as yeah. you guys are aware. And he was just, um, he was such a teddy bear. He just, he was kind of like the antithesis to what you think like a, f- you know, like a French, you know, make love to the camera kind of photographer. He he was a family man, father. Um, he never made, he just, he saw like beyond your physical beauty. Like he was more interested in the woman inside the body. And I think that really comes out in his pictures. Like um, always somehow in the eyes, like it was like you wanted to know that woman. It wasn't mm-hmm. about what she was wearing. It was like about what's she thinking? What is she doing? So I don't have a favorite Peter memory either. Just every time I was with him, it was really just a pleasure. Wow, that's wonderful. Yeah, and he did a really nice shoot with um, my husband and my kids. We did something for Omega, and 
So I have my last year Christmas card was by Peter Lindbergh. And so I have that as a great memory. That's probably my favorite memory, actually. And I knew that my kids were still like at the beginning of their modeling career then. Actually, that was maybe two years ago. And um, my husband doesn't really like being in the center of attention. And I knew they would, like Peter would make it easy and fun for Mm -hmm. them and not like, why are we doing this? Yeah. So our last question for you, because we talk a lot about books on this podcast, is are you a big reader? I am. What are you reading right now? So my three um, books that I read this summer that I loved was A Little Life, mm-hmm. which oh. I'm sure you read, but it's like... That's heart-wrenching. It is, and I it's so wonderful that it's hard, like, it's hard to start a new book after yeah. that. Like, I'm still in that world of Jude and Willem, and mm-hmm. um, I loved it. And it's funny, because I had started it last December, and for whatever reason, my head just wasn't in it. Yeah. And, in the beginning, there's like a lot of characters and you're not quite sure who's talking or whatever. But then um, another friend recommended it and I was like, okay, I'm going to read it yeah. this summer. And I loved it. I also love Educated. Oh my mm-hmm. God, that was my favorite book. from So good. Yeah. And actually that one I think I listened to too. I'm into audiobooks. So yeah. like when I work out or um, driving, which you do a lot in LA. And then I liked that book i think it's called maybe we should talk it's oh maybe you should talk to someone yes that one i read that this summer too i've heard such great things linda wells was on and she was oh, okay. raving about that i just saw linda yesterday um yeah and it's funny because it's it's written by a therapist yeah. but about her own therapy as well as some of her um patients or clients whatever they call them i bet i would love that i think it's so voyeuristic when you get to hear about other people's well and she's therapy. really interesting because she started out like in television product oh. and writing and so she's a writer and a storyteller and then and then had a career change like in her 30s just decided to become a therapist so she she understands the yeah. rhythm of storytelling and then the way she connects like her clients and then to when she's looking for a therapist for herself and and kind of how those all it's there's like a little twist at the end that I don't want to tell you but um I really like that too and it's nonfiction, but um which I normally like I love fiction I love historical fiction I just Mm -hmm. like take me away you know it's escape but um once in a while I'll do nonfiction or and I thought it was and it's kind of a self-help book in a way just because you oh but so is a little life you learn you learn something from stories I mean there always is something that you think about so that's kind of what I've been reading this summer. I'm going to have to pick that one up. And I'm watching Euphoria. Did you guys watch it? No, not yet. Not yet. You guys have to watch it. Okay, that's, that's what, what I'm going to do tonight. Here's why you have, I have to watch it. I have a night off tonight, Tell and us. I'm going to just chill. I watched, Kaya was watching it, and all her friends were watching it, they were talking about it. And I was like, okay. I tried, I watched the first episode, and I was like, oh my God, I hate this show. If this is what it's like to be in high school or a young person today, I feel so bad for you guys. It's, it's, it's like, it's scary to a mother. Yeah. But my daughter was saying, no, like, of course, it's a TV show. There's certain elements of it that are heightened or whatever. But she's like, no, mom, there's a lot. Like, for instance, one of the things they they brought to light to me is that most kids, their first exposure to sex now is through pornography because it's so available online. Oh. Think about, like, what that does to, like, your yeah. impression of what sex should be like. Yeah. And so it was great watching it with Kaya and then discussing everything afterwards, like, because they really, I mean, they talk about like how the internet, like for good or bad, is such a prevalent part of their life. Drug use and, and kind of this cavalier attitude about drugs and that one of the main actresses is transgender, which they don't really talk about, but it's part of the mm-hmm. story. And I liked watching it with, I like to know what my kids are into watching too, because yeah. it's like I shouldn't know. Even at this totally. age, I just want to know what 
mm-hmm. what they're interested in. But then it opened up so many discussions. And I think that's always a good thing. Yeah. I, you're like the 11th person who has yeah. raved about yeah. this show. I need to watch it. Yeah. And, and I don't rave about it like I would like, you know, like a little life, right? Yeah, it's yeah, hard. Yeah. I always have to give people a disclaimer where it's like, you will love this, but it's like, it's brutal. Be ready. Yeah. Like you're, you want to like curl up in a ball after you read it. But I think euphoria, there's an element of that. It's not like, oh my gosh, I love this like unconditionally, but mm-hmm. I love it as a, as information on mm-hmm. how this, this young generation is. And cause I'm, you know, I'm past that. Like, right. I, so it's, it was just, inter- it was kind of eye opening to me. Well, we're on it. We're on it. We're going to get on that. Yeah, you got to get that. Yeah. Well, Cindy, whenever we have a guest on, we always have what we call a desperation moment where we ask them where people can follow them. Where Uh can people find your beauty line? Tell us about your book. Like, What can people do for you, our listeners? Do for me. Yeah. But where can they follow your lines? Where can they keep up with you? Right. Well, I mean, I would say the most me is on Instagram like okay. that. I really like that's me. I manage that like I it is you. Yes. So I because you've commented on my post before my yeah. friends are like, yeah, you and Sydney's Sydney's assistant are best friends. I'm like, <laughs> no, that was her. No, it's me. Absolutely. Um, so, you know, that because when when Twitter started and Facebook, first of all, Facebook, I was like, I don't necessarily want to be no. in touch with every person from high school, especially those mean girls I was talking about before. <laughs> Um, and then Twitter, I didn't really like connect to, but it's Instagram, I'm like, it's pictures. Oh, I get that. I've yeah. been doing that for years. So I got, I guess I connected to Instagram. Um, and then, you know, Meaningful Beauty, we have a website mm-hmm. and, and an Instagram and Instagram, you know, and on Facebook and all that. But I would say like to really understand Meaningful Beauty, like going on the website and seeing the videos and like meeting Dr. Sabah mm-hmm. and seeing all the different products. And if you're looking way. for it in person, is Ulta the best place? And Ulta, yes. Okay, yeah. That's our retail partner, yeah. Amazing. Yeah, yeah. and then I kind of feel like my, my what I, when I look back and kind of look at my career, it's about, I feel so fortunate to have had the career and the life that I've had. And it's like, how do I share my workout secrets? Oh, I, I did an exercise video. How do I share Dr. Sabah, do a skincare line with mm-hmm. him? It's my career really, um, and especially now, later, when I'm doing my own things, it's really about taking the access that I've had and sharing it in the same way that you share with your yeah. listeners. Like, hey, yeah. this person inspires me. Or like, or I learned a lot from this yeah. person. I'm going to share. I think that's what girlfriends do best. Yeah. That's why I love my like mommy group friends because you can come with anything like from, oh my God, I have so much split ends or to my kid is doing this and what do I do? And we all like are a great resource for each other yeah. and yeah. share. That's really nice. Yeah. Thank you, Cindy. You're Thank welcome. you for spending amazing. time with us today. Yeah, it was yeah. great. This great. has been amazing. Yeah. Thanks Thank again. You. Glad it worked out. Grace, I can't believe Cindy came over. I know. Cindy was at my dining room chair. Do you think we should put a plaque on the chair? Yes, I think we should. It could say Cindy was here and so was Graham. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> oh, my gosh. But outside of being obsessed with the fact that Cindy was here, what else are you obsessed with right now? Oh my gosh! So this weekend I binge watched the um, the Modern Love TV show on Amazon. Oh my god! I really want to watch that, but I was too sucked into my book last night to start it. So I think I'm going to start it tonight. I've everyone is raving about it. I watched all eight episodes in one night. How late did you stay up? Um, it, well, they're pretty quick. Oh, so it was only like I want to say I started watching it around seven thirty, and I think I was done by twelve thirty. Oh, okay. That it, might be me tonight. It's so cute. 
It's so heartwarming. I cried. I laughed. Oh my gosh. Like the doorman episode is so good. The Anne Hathaway episode. They're all so good. You're going to love it. The Dev Patel one. I just cried. I've never cried so much watching a TV show. Oh, I'm so tossed up because I, I have to watch that, but I also have to get caught up on the blacklist. Oh my God. It's back. Yeah, it's been back. Oh, I think I'm this way is behind. like the fourth episode of the season. Oh, I don't think I even finished last season. It's not good. I'm just, I need to know what happens. So until it ends, yeah. I am watching it. I mean, that's how I was with Scandal. I just kept going, even though. Oh, I think Scandal had a resurgence. I think it got it did. good again. It did get good again. But Blacklist hasn't gotten back to being good. <laughs> no. You and I are like the only two people that watch it. I know. Oh, God. Well, watch the show. It's incredible. Okay. It's so good. Um, my other obsession is Nicola Bathy. Um, I think that's how you say it. She has the most beautiful earrings. So I looked her up. I think she sells a couple things on anthropology, but mostly it's her own site. And the site is like pretty shoddily designed. Um, the reason I found out about her is my Instagram obsession, who I'm going to talk about next. But I met this woman at a party for the Galamese Glam Coats, and she had on the most amazing earrings I'd ever seen. I thought they were vintage. And she's like, no, no, they're this brand Nicola Bati. And I um I think I might treat myself to a pair. I can't decide. They're kind of expensive. Like how expensive? Anywhere from $150 to $400. The ones that I like are $180. Okay. That's, I mean, it's expensive. It's an investment, but it's not crazy. It's more, like I can afford them. It's more just like making sure it's a sound decision because I really don't like to buy things unless I know I'm going to keep them like for as long as possible. You know what I've been um, doing? I've been saving a lot of statement earrings on Rent the Runway. Yeah, I told you that Rent the Runway is great for jewelry. I know. I'm kind of grossed out by renting earrings. I mean, I guess they clean them in between, but um, they have some really good ones lately. They're so good. I always get a pair. I love them. Um, I mean, earrings you just get bored of unless they're like a neutral. So I really like doing that. Elizabeth Cole has some great ones on Rent the Runway. Hmm. Yeah. Um, what about you? What are you obsessed with right now? Mine's a lot less expensive. Um. It's peppermint mocha creamer season. Oh, my God. Gross. <laughs> gross to my Oprah voice or gross to peppermint mocha creamer? I, your, op- your Oprah voice has really grown on me, but I just don't like flavored, co- like really sweet coffees. It's not that sweet. It's medium sweet. Yeah, but you know me. I like like I like a little cream in mine and that's it. Oh, so I I am not here for pumpkin spice latte season. I Oh, I think that's disgusting. I like, do too. I actually don't like anything pumpkin i don't like pumpkin pie i don't i, I just I like don't pumpkin. like pumpkin i like pumpkin i just i don't like these gross flavored lattes i think it's i think they're way too sweet they make me feel sick afterwards i think it's a waste of calories okay like, well this is about me not about you sorry this is a positive thing <laughs> i'm happy for you and this is about how i skipped over pumpkin spice latte season and i last night i was at the store getting groceries and i was like oh yeah, it's cold out. It's peppermint mocha creamer season. So it's out? Yeah, it's out. well, it's out all year round, but I only oh. drink it around the holidays because something about it feels like festive and holiday-y to me. Okay. But yeah, I mean, I just, I put a little bit in my iced coffee that I make at home. It's so good. I feel like you can actually control that. Like, maybe I would like that if I could put just like a like half a teaspoon in mine. It's stupid good. Okay. But yeah, I I got it for the first time. I had it this morning. I'm happy for you. Remember I when feel... the the listener brought non dairy creamer to you as a gift to our Boston live show? That was very nice of her. 
It was so sweet. She brought me nut pods, but um, I'm allergic to coconut, so I didn't, so it didn't work. That's probably not for me, but yeah. um, but it was so thoughtful. It is thoughtful, but I've decided that I I just I'm not going to care about this. It's something that I really enjoy, and even if it's chemically and it is empty calories, whatever. Yeah. That's how I feel about combos. Yeah, yeah. To you, I'm doing me. I'm doing me, and it's peppermint mocha creamer season. I'm excited for you. What about on Instagram? Oh, so I discovered this through you, and I need you to explain it to me. So mine is Swiss Miss. I don't think you discovered this from me. Yeah, you did. You you regrammed something that she posted on your story, and then I started following her, and I really like her. It's a mix of like meme stuff, fashion stuff, and then personal stuff, but I have no idea who this woman is. I don't follow her. I think that someone must have tagged me and something. Oh, the candle for fucking meetings. I have no idea who she is. I don't either, but I really like following her. She posts good stuff. I've regrammed her because people have tagged me in her stuff. Because you know how I hate meetings? Um, And she has this thing. It says it's called a candle for fucking meetings. Smells like this could have been an email. (laughs) I don't know. It just made me laugh. Yeah, I really like her. I thought you might know who she was and then you would explain it to me. Literally have no idea. Great. Her name is Tina. Her Instagram is Swiss Miss. Into it. That's so funny. I don't even follow her. I just like a lot of her things. Oh, I thought you. Oh my god. Do you know what I did on Instagram this weekend? Did you purge? Yes. Wait. I'm looking at my social blade to see. I unfollowed. This is really dramatic. I unfollowed nearly 500 people. Good. I don't like following that many people. I was following 1,700 people, which is way too many. No, I. I, think, I ideally want it to be under 500. Same, but I can't even get to under 1,000. I was really inspired by Carly, who only follows 40 people. Well, wait, who is your Instagram obsession? My Instagram obsession this week is a girl that I met at the Gal Meets Glam preview. She was wearing, I mean, like if if you ever, if this sounds like me, she was wearing this amazing green Gal Meets Glam dress, which I might go and buy now. And she was wearing this incredible gold vintage necklace and then these gold um, Nicola Bati earrings and she was just so cute her name is Robin and her Instagram is very Robin underscore co so but the very has two r's so v-e-r-r-y Robin underscore co and she is a stylist she designed all of these mood boards for the Galmy's Glam preview and she just has incredible taste she's based in Charlottesville she's super nice she but her outfit, I was like, oh, I, I need to know everything you wear, and I'm obsessed with you. I know. I just said that I don't – I want to have less people that I'm following, but I just followed her. <laughs> um, She's just really talented. Do you see Do you see this green outfit she's wearing? She's in a picture with Julia. I do. It's a very me outfit. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I love green and, like, vintage jewels and all of the things. I like Julia's dress better than her dress, but – Anyway. I like them both. Well, they're both Gummy Slam dresses, so I don't know. <laughs> to each their own. What about reading? What are you reading? Oh, I've been such a bad reader because I finished Succession on HBO, mm-hmm. which I loved. Did, are you watching that? No, it's on my list of things I need to watch next. I need to watch Modern Love. I need to watch Succession. And there's another. Oh, I need. I still need to watch Euphoria. So I personally found Succession to be a little bit slow at first. And then the second season is amazing. Okay. The finale is like a masterpiece. I can't wait to talk to you about it when you watch it. Um, But 
then I watched Modern Love. So I haven't been reading as much. I'm currently reading I'll Never Tell by Catherine McKenzie. And I'm really like up in the air about this one because she wrote this other book years ago. I forget what it's called. I'll, I'll, I'll put it in the Facebook group. But and it was so good. It was one of those books that you just like kept thinking about. It was um, it took place in Chicago where there was this like really massive explosion and all these people died in it. And then it followed these three people for like years after the explosion and what their lives were like. It was like so moving and had this major twist. It was such a good book. So now so when her next book came out, I was like, oh, my God, I'm pre-ordering it. I can't wait to read it. And I'm pretty medium on it so far. Like it's really slow. I like want to put it down, but I don't because I want to give it a chance because I loved her other books so much. How far into it are you? 50%. I'll put it down. I don't know. I'm going to read it some more tonight and then I'll make a decision tomorrow. Yeah. But then if I get that at the point when you're 70%, you're like, might as well finish it. I just feel like maybe I should just like speed read my way through the rest of it. I need to know what happens. There's a killer and I need to know who, who the murderer is. So you do like it. Kind of. Yeah, it's just there's so many characters and it's really slow. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I like being abused by a book, though. I like being, like, tormented a little bit, like, to know who, who the murderer is. Okay. What about you? Um, I can't remember if I talked about this last week or not, but I finished The Flat Share by Beth O'Leary, which was that cute British rom-com. That- you talked about that the live show, but not on the pod. Okay. So it's cute rom-com. Basically, the premise is that this girl goes through a breakup, needs somewhere to live, and um, answers, I I guess, what is like a modern-day Craigslist ad for this guy who's seeking a roommate. But it turns out that he's a night nurse, and he's actually looking for somebody to share his bedroom. Well, he'll be there during the day, and she'll be there at night. And, of course, they fall in love. Um, It's really cute. It's like very schmaltzy, very like heartwarming – it was great. It was great. I'm like, do I need to read it? I think like it's a good, like, feel good about the world palate cleanser. Okay. I'm yeah. into that. So then on Friday night, after we got home from Philadelphia, I um started the gifted school by Bruce Halsinger. And this one has been in my pile for like six months. And I I never quite feel in the mood for it, but I was like, you know, I have I don't have any plans this weekend. I'm going to like really get into a book. It's kind of a a bigger, longer book. And so I was like, I'm going to give this a try. Grace, it's so good. Oh, I can't wait. I read it in like 36 hours. I already finished it. It is so good. I'm going to read that after. I thought that it was going to be yes. a little more serious than it was. Um, it's pretty um uh, it it reminded me a lot of Big Little Lies, which I didn't like. Oh, I loved Big Little Lies. Uh, I I didn't like the ending. I don't know. Anyway, it reminded me kind of like that, where it's about parents behaving badly. So basically, the premise is these four families in a suburb, a very wealthy suburb of Denver, and they all have middle school aged children, and a special magnet school for gifted children opens in their community and all of the parents are like competing with each other and falling all over themselves to get their children into this school and it's really good like it's very dramatic but it's also like quite smart and well written okay oh i really enjoyed it yeah okay 
I'm, I love it. I got so sucked in. And it was actually, I think one thing that was keeping me from reading it is that it was one of those books where I saw a lot of buzz for it and then I never heard anything about it. So I was like, oh, maybe it was something that came out and, and like didn't live up to the hype. But yeah. when I put it on my story that I was reading it, so many people came out of the woodwork to say how much they loved it. So it's not just me. Well, I'm excited to read it because it's in my to, to, to read pile. And I I think I'm going to have to put it up towards the top now. It's really good. Okay. I got super sucked in. I need something that's really good. If you need a new book, you being the listener, not you being Grace, um, we have our October book club next week. And we're talking about How Could She by Lauren Meckling. And we have Carly Heitlinger as our special guest host for our book club episode. And I don't know, this book is kind of controversial in that we really liked it. And I think a lot of other people didn't. So even if you didn't read the book, tune in because I think it's going to be a really interesting conversation. Yeah, there's a great conversation. And I think that that's one of the beautiful things about this book is that there's a lot to say. So much to say. Yeah. So we'll see you next week for book club. And if you want more of us in the meantime, follow us on Instagram at Bad on Paper Podcast and come join our Facebook group to search Bad on Paper on Facebook. And I'm on Instagram at Becca M. Freeman. And I'm on Instagram at Grace Atwood. And my blog is thestripe.com. And come to a live show, please. All right. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.